everybody. Welcome to Timmy Time. It's Timmy. It is that time of the week again. We're here to talk fishing. And this week we are talking Texas Parks and Wildlife proposed changes for FY22. I'm sorry, for 2022. I'm still stuck in work mode. And 2023. And so, look, they, you know, they, they do this thing every year where they go and they use gill nets and they track the effects of fishing, weather, freezes, all of those kind of things on the populations of fish and the in our in our, in our estuaries and our bays and our you know all the all the way up and down the Texas coast. And so this year, you know what they saw uh, as an effect from the freeze primarily in 2021, they saw some changes in their gill nets specific to uh, to trout, the speckled trout. And, you know, as, as they, they, they do this process, basically they recorded it. Now, one of the things they didn't mention, I went to one of the town halls where they discussed this. And one of the things they did mention was that they didn't have data from 2020. And so the only data they have is from 2021, uh, obviously the pandemic and those things. But, you know, other than that, they have data going back, you know, 20 years, 15, 20 years or something like that. And so, look, I just want to share with you some of the data that I, you know, I, I got from the, the session. I did ask some questions. I did see, you know, lots of really good questions and things out there. I just wanted to give you my perspective, uh, having fished our Texas waters for 35 years and, and what I'm seeing down at the coast in regards to the, you know, the quality and quantity of fish uh, when I'm out there fishing. And so, look, let, let's start with you know, what did they see? You know, so what, what they went, they, they went bay by bay. Starting with Sabine Lake, Galveston, Matagorda, San Antonio Bay, Aransas Bay, Corpus Christi, the upper and lower Laguna Madre. And, you know, by far the lowest drop, the drop in the percentage of sea trout specs in the data was Matagorda. It dropped 44%. So that means when they go out there, collect their nets, they use the same process they use every time, and they count the number of fish in those nets. And they do that in various areas that they've used over the years. And, you know, what they saw is, you know, Sabine Lake was minus 14.5% in the number of trout. Galveston was minus 1.2. Matagorda, minus, like one, like I said, minus 44%. Uh, San Antonio Bay was minus 33.8. Aransas, minus 10.2. Corpus Christi Bay saw an increase of 9.3. So that's very interesting. Uh, the lower Laguna Madre, the minus 27.3. And the lower Laguna Madre got hit pretty hard as well uh, at, at minus 31%. So looking at that numbers, what does it really tell us? And and so this is kind of hard because I think weather conditions, even during the, the time that they're collecting this data, affect the number of fish in the, the nets. Like, is it a one-day thing? Uh, do they collect the, the data over several days? Is it maybe just one day that's not good? And so all those questions were asked, and they have a pretty methodical way that they go about checking all this data. And so Matagorda, that time of year, was having a tremendous amount of rains and flood, uh, flooding potentially around the time that they were doing this. So that could account for a reason why the percentage was so low uh, or such a big drop, so high in, in Matagorda that the numbers have come down. San Antonio Bay, the same thing. Um, it's odd to me that Corpus Christi Bay with the same you know, same kind of thing, tons of fresh water getting dumped in. Maybe those trout just weren't in the same places, 
you know, maybe they got pushed to different places. We do know that trout move around. Uh, they don't, you know, I, I, I think, I think people really need to understand that a lot of fish, you know, they, they do migrate in and out of the Laguna given the time of the year or out of the bay system that you're in. Sorry, not the Laguna, uh, different times of the year. They're going to be at different spots. Generally speaking, some fish don't move. Some people, you know, some fish stay in the, the general same vicinity. Some people do, you know, I keep saying people. I don't know why. Why the hell am I talking about people? We're talking fishier people. Um, you know, they, they do move quite a bit. Uh, but it, it really doesn't explain uh, why there's such a big drop. And, and honestly, it doesn't matter. Does it matter that, you know, maybe on the days and, and weeks they were checking the fish that the percentage was so low? Or do we trust the data that they have? And I, for one, wouldn't want to not trust their data, right? I think it would be foolish just to say, well, they didn't know what they were talking about. This data is wrong. And so let's just keep doing what we're doing and then hope next year that the data is 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 once again wrong and there's plenty of fish and that we don't see a decline. I think that's foolish. Uh, that's not the way that I, I, I'm going to approach it. Uh, these changes. Yeah. I'm not a fan of, you know, these changes in some ways, in other ways, I am a huge fan. I just don't see the need to catch and keep a ton of fish, um, charter, no charter, you know, by yourself with a group of people. I, you know, I just have seen over my lifetime, you know, the, the pictures of 800 fish laid out on the deck of your boat and, and hanging on the behind you. It's just, it's just not the same for me. And so I'm huge on conservation. So I see, I think these changes are going to be really beneficial to the fishery and it's going to help them catch up. Now let's talk, let's talk some of the data points that they're really looking at here. And, and one of the biggest things they talked about in this meeting, which was, is very interesting when you dig into it is what they're calling spa, spawning biomass. And what, what that really means is the amount of uh, biomass that a, a spawning fish produces and, and what they're really saying is uh, when a fish hits about the 15-inch range, it's when it really starts to produce uh, biomass, spawn, uh, spawning material, the things that turn into baby fish and, and, and they you know, propagate in, into, the, into the wild. And so just looking at the data, you know, they have a lot of different things they can tweak. One of those things is, you know, an effect on changing the slot size. So... You know, looking at their data it, 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 and the way they do the calculation, if they pick the slot between like 17 inches and 20, that would net the biggest increase in the in the biomass for a three bag limit, and so that would push the the increase in biomass up to somewhere around 35 to 40 percent. On the low end, if they pick the slot 15 to 24, that would net the increase below five percent. So you're kind of looking at the pendulum on either side, right? So either you you push the bag limit way up, and you get you retain as you know the the most biomass. Now people are going to say, well, aren't aren't the fish over 23 inches producing the most biomass? Um, and the answer is they do, but there's just not as many of those out there. But if you look at like a 15 inch fish, how many times you've been out fishing, you catch those what we call dinks hundreds and hundreds of them in, in some days when they're thick, right? And so that that 15-inch fish produces a tremendous amount of spawning biomass, but it's nowhere compared to the you know, fish over 23 inches. Um, so you could argue, well, why don't you just why don't you just increase uh, or, or you know change the, the the bag limit 
to allow more of those 15-inch fish to be there. And that's exactly what they're proposing. They're proposing a 17 to 23-inch bag limit, which is going to net somewhere, and based on their calculations, a 21% um, increase in biomass. The other thing they look at is the, you know, the, the increase or the effect on changing the bag limit on the number of fish you keep. Obviously, if you change the bag limit to one, that would net an increase of around 30, 35%. So it looks like somewhere around 33, 34% based on their graph and the biomass. So one could argue that if you, you, you produced and changed the, the slot limit to 17 to 20 inches and only allow people to catch one fish, you could see an increase of, you know, somewhere around 65 to 70% in, in spawning biomass. Honestly, that's not realistic. I mean, I would love to see them do something like that, but man, that would be really hard on our on our our guides. That would just that would just be a really a really hard thing for the population to 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 really handle, like the population of fishing uh, fishermen out there. And so, I, I understand why they came up with this seventeen to twenty three. It's kind of a sweet spot in the data. Um, one bag limit obviously is not realistic. You know, why they didn't pick two is kind of interesting to me because I think two gives you above 15% and an increase in biomass from a, a single bag limit. That's kind of interesting. Uh, but they did settle on, you know, three bag limit, which nets you about 6%. So if you combine those two together, so you've got 17 to 23 inch is, a you know, somewhere around a 20, a, a, a 21% increase in the, in the biomass and a three fish bag limit gets you about 6%. You're looking at around 27% increase in the spawning biomass. Now, they look at data that they have over the last several years, and they compare you know, how much time it takes for you know, a freeze to recover. It's like a two-year, two- to three-year recovery period. And so what they're really trying to do with this change is, is increase the amount of time to recover the fishery. It's not meant to hurt anyone. It's not meant to you know make fishermen, you know, catch you know catch and eat less fish while though that's really what it is doing technically it's to reduce the number of fish people take out of the water to me there's other factors though the increase of number of fishermen down in, in, in the fishery is also a huge factor in my opinion uh, but before i move on to that let's let's just settle on the, the new the new the new regulations that they're going to push for in march are going to be a 17 to 23 inch bag limit, nothing over 23 inches. So any of those large trophy trout that are out there, you're not going to be able to keep them for, you know, pretty much a year and a half. This will expire in uh, August of 2023. So you're not going to be able to keep those trophy trout, you know, uh, past, past then, which I would argue you should be keeping them now. So if you catch a, a 10 pounder, you better be letting that baby go. If I'm in the boat with you, we're going to come to words on letting that fish go, right? That is a massive, massive spawning fish. Really fun to catch. Do everything you can to keep that fish in the water. Don't wipe off the slime on it. Keep that fish alive. Make sure it swims away when you let it go. That's a that's a big producing fish. But what I'm coming to learn are so are the 15-inch dinks. Those things are putting out a lot of, a lot of spawning biomass, and there's so many of them that we should really focus on. You know, I used to used to think when I caught a dink, it's like, ah, oh, throw that thing back. Didn't really care if I ripped up its mouth too bad or, or anything or, or, you know, if, if it, I damaged that fish. Now I feel a little differently. There's so many of those dinks out there. Let's take care of them. Let's make sure we don't hurt those dinks when we put them back. Cause that's actually 
a larger percent of a spawning biomass overall than you know the number of large 23 inch trout that are out there so i think that's really important and so bag limits once again to reiterate 17 to 23 inches this is probably going to go into effect in march three fish bag limit nothing over 23 inches going to net us a 27 percent increase in spawning stock biomass they really think that's going to turn things around now now I'm going to move on to the second topic, which is, you know, what's been happening during the pandemic, just on my view. Uh, it used to be, I, you know, I keep my boat. I think I said this in one of the podcasts. I keep my boat down in, in Rockport. I have a 24 Mod V. I keep it down at, at a place uh, called uh, Cove Harbor. And so I just get on an app, put my boat in the water, uh, and can go fish, put it up. They rinse it. They flush the motor. They clean it, put it back in the in the rack. And it's kept in dry storage. That's really great for me. I'm an out-of-town fisherman. I don't have to trailer the boat back and forth. And it allows me to get an extra fish in on Sunday. Uh, if you, you know, you, you, you're you having to haul your boat back somewhere else or even even keeping it locally and cleaning it, you know, it's a lot of time. And so it really cuts down on, you know, when I'm driving back to Austin, it cuts down on how much I really want to fish on a Sunday and how long I can stay out. Now with this situation I have, I, I fish a little longer and I get a good Sunday fish in before I got to be, be back in the office on Monday. But what I've noticed over the pandemic is there's a shit ton more people down at the coast fishing. I mean, there are a lot of people down there. The houses are harder to rent. The places I was staying at are more expensive. There's just a lot more fishermen in the water. And so could that explain why they see, you know, less spotted sea trout or specks in their, their gill nets? Well, yes, that that could that could explain some of it, in my opinion. There's more pressure on the fish, and I'll I'll be honest with you, that's a trend I've seen over the last 25 years. The number of fishermen, number of boats, the number of kayakers, the number of people waiting. I see there's just a lot more people down there fishing, and so I think that's really having a huge impact on the on the fish. And honestly, I'd love to see some more regulation changes around around you know guides and how many times they can go out in a day and how many groups of people they can you know catch you know three fish at a time 17 to 23 inches even um, now I plan to retire one day folks and be a guide that's my goal in life that's what I want to do so don't think I'm saying or doing anything that I, I think negatively of fishing guides because that's absolutely not true I love those guys I want to be one of those guys when I grow up and so I'm not saying anything negative about them I'm just stating the fact that there are, you know, guides go out multiple times a day with multiple groups of people and they, they, they slaughter them. Those guides know where they're going. They know how to catch the fish. And so I'm just challenging that, you know, more guides, more fishermen, maybe that's having a more of an impact than, you know, the freeze potentially. That's my perspective and my vantage point. Uh, so I'd like to see longer term changes in the bag limits of fish and, you know, just based on the increase in population of people fishing. So based on that theory, is it going to change when the pandemic's officially over, if it freaking thing is ever over? Uh, are people not going to go to the Texas coast and go back to their regular vacation spots? You know, honestly, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with that, but I think it's something we need to seriously consider. The other thing that was talked about in one of the calls in, in the meeting I was in, which I think is a very relevant point, now that they've put this data out there, if I'm a trout fisherman, guess where I'm going to go fishing? I think I kind of want to go to Corpus because it's got an increase in the number of trout. And so does that mean that everybody's going to feel that way? They want to go fish Corpus and they're going to put a tremendous amount of pressure on the Corpus fish. Uh, you know, I think that's a, a valid point. I don't think that's going to happen. 
if you, you're, you're a guide or you're a fisherman you're used to fishing in Aransas Bay, you're going to fish Aransas Bay. Would you go up to, you know, San Antonio Bay or would you go up into, you know, to up, up north more? Maybe would you come down a little bit down into Corpus Christi or maybe into the Laguna Madre past, past the, you know, Market 37 and all that stuff? Possibly. I think people are going to fish where they fish. Maybe they targeted a little bit different fish. Uh, one of the other things we chatted about was, well, what's the effect on all the other fish that are in the in the area? What does that really mean to all the other bait fish and those things? Well, honestly, it's kind of like a fire in the forest. Nobody likes to see a fire in the forest. But when the forest regrows, it regrows pretty damn strong and pretty healthy. And so I think these natural freezes and things aren't as effective on the environment as we'd like to think. I think it's just a natural thing. Of course, a lot of fish die. The unnatural thing are the fishermen, the people that are out there fishing for them. Um, and so Mother Nature has a way of taking care of itself. And honestly, I think taking a step back from all this, no matter what we do this planet, if we annihilate it in, 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 in a, a million years, we'll all be gone and it'll regrow. I mean, a million years after that, it'll be back and life will continue. Uh, unless we decide to nuke the whole place and hopefully that doesn't happen and I'm just being facetious. So so look, I think this is all really healthy. The only other thing I didn't touch on is where does where do these regulations take effect from? And so they put a line out there uh, 500 yards uh, north of FM 457 right up, right up close to uh, Matagorda and the Matagorda Bay system. I don't know where that is. I'm, I'm not fishing, but it's then it, it goes all the way down to the land cut. So effectively, anywhere in the 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 mid the mid coast, all the way down to the to Mexico is where these regulations take effect. And look, I really hope this is informative for you. I really think this is going to have an impact. It'll help recover the fishery. These trout will come back. You know, maybe in the meantime, target some redfish. They don't seem to have been affected as much. Man, go out there and hammer the reds. Don't keep a bunch of them. Just keep one or two you're going to eat. Let them go. Do the same thing with your trout. Make sure you don't kill the dinks. Those things are producing a ton of fish, a ton of, ton of, spawn of spawning biomass, and they spawn all year. So just really, really, really focus on saving the fish this year. And with that, I'm going to sign off and say, let's go catch some fish. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.